0: to Brian Sells Words. I'm Brian. I am a freelance marketing consultant, and my business is I Sell Words. My goal is to teach small business owners how to do their marketing effectively. And letting them know that they can take control of their marketing, they can really infuse their marketing with their personality and really attract the kind of customers that they enjoy working with. I help small businesses by helping them figure out a good content strategy and a way to deliver that content and a way to market that content. In addition to consulting about general things like advertising strategies, pay-per-click advertising strategies, email marketing, and a lot of other components. If you can help your business's marketing grow, that's I help you do. And I try to keep it so that it's on a smaller scale, so that it's really focused on the small, the mid sized business owner. Anyway, on this episode, I decided to bring on my boy Les. He is a creative director, CEO of Less is More Productions, which is a digital media company. He does a lot of web design work, web artist, if you will. He does a lot of print design, and just provides a full suite of services for business owners, churches, individuals looking to get their message out to the world. It's a very informative interview. The reason why I wanted to do that interview is because I feel like in the social media space, specifically like on YouTube and things, they've oversimplified what it takes to run a business. And not saying that has to be a complex process, but a lot of the YouTube messaging that you see out there is how you can start a business in six months and quit your job and For most business owners or new business owners, that's not exactly realistic. And so we wanted to discuss what it actually takes to make the leap from being, in Les's case, a school teacher to running his own business that supports his family. So that's what we're gonna talk about. Really informative interview. Hopefully it could give you some more sober perspective over entrepreneurship. And this is a series that I really do wanna do. If you're interested in possibly telling your story, You can reach me at bsellswords at gmail.com. That contact information is in the show notes. And additionally, I'm also looking for sponsorship so I can keep the independent nature of this podcast running. And sponsorship allows me to do that. It allows me to not have to cater my message to any you know, sponsor, any big name that I don't uh, align with or jibe with personally or interpersonally or even business wise. And plus, it helps support the show so we can continue to bring you more content like this. That's all I got. I appreciate you guys. We're going to get to the interview and we'll talk to you guys later. <sighs> All right, y'all. Welcome back Uh, as Brian sells words. It's been a while. Um, I got a couple of podcasts in the chamber, um, but I wanted to do this one because this idea that's been, you know, you know, in my mind, like, you know, a little ferret running through my brain. And so I wanted to uh, get it rolling. And so I wanted to do something that talks about the entrepreneur's journey. And so um, this is kind of the inaugural episode of that. And I got my man Les here. um, um, he's going to tell you a little bit about his business, and we're going to discuss his journey, and then we're going to go into uh, the lightning round. And I've done the lightning round on previous episodes, so um, it's a good idea. It's a good chance to sit down and hear our business owners think and maybe start figuring out what your journey looks like. So, Les, tell us a little bit about your business.
1: All right. Uh, my business uh, it's a, it's called Less is More Productions uh so play off my first name my first name is leslie and uh, basically uh what it entails is web design logo design uh print media design basically just about anything that can be designed I try to be that guy for you um I've been doing this since two thousand and two. Wow um been doing this for a while. I uh now when I first started my quote unquote, business, it was only a side hustle. It was strictly side. I started off as a teacher. I taught high school from 99 to, I don't know, 2007. Uh, And so there was a big overlap, as you can see, five years of overlap. And um, yeah, so that's what I, you know, I've been doing this since then, you know, and, and, you know, it's it's steady. Right. So, you know, and, (laughs) Well, you know, you go ahead. But uh, yeah, you know, so <laughs> steady meaning is doing this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Um, so, I, you know, the teacher um, is fascinating because I did human services or whatnot. And that overlap, you know, for me was a lot longer. But um, I guess, you know, being a teacher, how was that transition? I mean, you know, you had the side hustle running and everything. How did you develop that thing? How do you develop that side hustle into a full fledged business that you could kind of step out into?
1: Well, you know, um, I have a degree in computer science. And so when I started now, let me say this, when I was in school, I did not, uh, I was not studying to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. That just kind of, it kind of happened. I really wanted to be like some type of computer analyst type guy, um, but for some reason, I did not want to leave Mississippi. And all of my job offers were outside of Mississippi, all of them, and play, you know, paying good money. And so I ended up taking a teacher teaching position. I taught um, this class called computer pro, uh, computer processing, and then also taught some typing classes. And so it really wasn't what I wanted to do, and so that's why I started doing the you know the website thing on the side. You know, I I basically taught myself web design. I didn't learn I didn't even learn web design in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, in school, you know, I, I you know I was basically strictly programming. I'm not sure you are familiar with a lot of computer <laughs> Pascal, Cobol. All of this stuff was just crazy coding. Oh, yeah. Um, So I did a lot of that in college. But basically, I had this book. It was called, you know, uh, it's called Dreamweaver, uh, this old program for um, authoring websites. And Mm -hmm. I basically, one summer, just taught myself how to do it. And I just started doing it. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. But the the transition, uh, oh, and I, I I don't know if I really answer your question. <laughs> uh, okay. The transition happened when uh, basically, you know, like I said, it took me about five years. Basically, I, I had one client who was a friend of mine. Uh, he was actually a uh, he's he's a he's a producer, and he had a lot of reach. So once I did a website for him, uh, he was able to hook me up with a lot of people that he knew, and that's how my business started to grow. So I ended up having a over the tree, and as my clientele grew, I noticed that I was making more money doing my side hustle than I was as a teacher. And once it got to that point, that's when I decided to make the switch, but it took five years. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: you know. And I know one of the things we talk about is, you know, being in that ordinary world where you're interacting with, with, with everybody else. Um, in your social circle and family, um, when you started moving more into, okay, I'm making more money with the side hustle. It's time to start looking at branching that into a business. What was the reaction in the circle?
1: The reaction was, well, you know, um, I was already married and, Mm -hmm. you know, really my wife has, you know, she was always supportive. That was my biggest thing, Mm -hmm. you know, making sure that my wife was straight and that, you know, because if I didn't get the support from her I wouldn't be been able to do it at all. And so once I got, you know, her support, I was good now. That doesn't mean everything was perfect. Right. I had a couple of months where, you know, the money wasn't really coming in and she was like, and I think I told her one time how much I made one month and she was like, that's all? <laughs> I was like, oh lord. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Now, how are you gonna do this? So, you know, I you know, that was some bumps in the road, you know, I say it like that, but you know, you know, that's just business. Right. And so um, you know, she was she was good. Now I I, I will say this, I had other people who I, you know, I don't know if you wanna call them friends or whatever, but I had a lot of people, it, it seemed like they were scared for me. I wasn't mm-hmm. scared, I was fine. I knew, you know, I knew what I was getting into, but I had people that went, how are you going to pay for this? And, you know, what about insurance? And I'm like, you're asking me all these questions. Are you going to take care of this? If, you know, can I come to you if it doesn't work out? Right. You know, you know, it was almost like they were trying to scare me out of uh, going into business for a time. They wanted me to continue to teach. Mm-hmm. And I had no desire to teach the rest of my life. I just didn't. I mean, look, it's a noble profession uh god bless every teacher in this nation it just was not for me right so you know but the trans- that- yeah go ahead I'm oh sorry.
0: no 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 go ahead finish up man
1: no but I was saying you know um the transition uh, like I said it took five years and and so it was still scary five years at the end you know when i when I decided to go ahead and jump into it my knees were shaking. I, I mean, I was like, "Yo, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it anyway." Mm-hmm. And you know, I haven't looked back. I will say that.
0: So. Well, and I realize, you know, when you talk about the 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 the, the circle, you know, the associates, because that's what I would say, the associates who, yeah, yeah, who you know, because if you don't have any fears about what you're doing, they will give you their own. <laughs> they I realized that uh, I was doing uh, college radio. That was like where I was like, I was in college. I started out as construction engineering and I hated it. <laughs> and I moved over to journalism and sociology and I, the, my entire four years in college, I was, I started out working in the radio station and started graduating up until a point where I was one of the management team at the radio, at the college radio station. It's I remember going home one day, and i was still living with mom's at the time. And I go home and I'm like, "Hey, we got a job offer in North Carolina to host mm-hmm. one of their drive time shows." And she almost like stays the intervention for me. Had an older cousin come through. Oh wow! Talk about being three talking about. it <laughs> <by the degree. laughs> yeah. you know, it, it the intervention actually hit me like, man, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, and. Right. I actually abandoned that that life that that I had planned out to go off and do radio and hung around in school. And then when I got a full time job working with kids up uh, at uh, Boys Town and that ended up becoming the career. So I dropped out. I was in my senior year. I had like a couple of credits to go. I started working full time out in the group home and that ended up becoming my life at that point. And I moved up through childcare and went uh-huh. over to case management, then came, you know, case management came back and ran a shelter for some very high-risk kids and went over into supervising family support. But it was that, the thing, the thing that was wild was I had that that seed planted in me, like, you need to create. You need to be out there running your own thing. And here's the wild part. And then we're going to get it more into, into your story. The wild part was, we were right at the beginning of podcasting. Like we were one of the Mm. first stations that had internet radio and this is the nineties. So like, like late nineties and we had fans out in Germany, (laughs) you know, we were on campus, but then we had fans out in Germany and the other bait and some of the other bases around the world and everything. And if I knew then what I know now we would have leaned all the way in, built a podcast out of, we would have been on the Vanguard of the podcast creators, but, I listened yeah. to the ordinary world. Right. And said, I can't make any money doing this and kind of drifted into kind of the, the boring life. And I, you know, I love working with kids. I love, you know, childcare and stuff. I love working with teen- I have an affinity for working with teenagers, especially the ones that are on probation and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm sitting in the office one, sitting in my office one day and I'm like, this is not what I want. This is, right. you know, Right. They, they got me in a suit. I got to go to court in suits and and <laughs> yeah. I, ca- I caught your video
1: about you, you said something like I would not wear a suit or something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> I had me in a suit. You know, right. and that was my that was my mom's vision for me being in a suit in front of you know the the respectable black man in front of the crowd talking to everybody. Yeah, right, right. I'd rather be and wearing a suit, and I'd rather be the the brother. I, I don't mind being in front of a crowd talking to everybody, but I got a shirt on that says "I love hip hop and comic books," so yes, I want to yes. wear this shirt on that. And so um, I started teaching myself. I built my I built a website for Long Boxing While Black. I just did a little, uh, what was it, a WordPress? I taught myself the WordPress. Okay. Built, um, you know, and started researching marketing techniques. And eventually it turned into me teaching myself how to run a camera and going back and looking in the lab and learning, relearning the new audio stuff. And that's kind of what I built out. So the entire time I was doing my childcare care and uh, being the director, my, uh, being a program director, um, running my own shelter and stuff, I was learning this in the side. And so I'm like, all right, one day I just said, you know, I kind of hit my wall. And I said, you know, I want to, I want to try my hand at this, and that's where it started.
1: Oh, okay, man, that's good stuff right there, man.
0: But let's talk about, um, you know, so you're a teacher, and you're like, okay, I don't have any desire to do this. Um, Was there like a call to action, like where you're just like, where it was something that happened where you're just like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't
1: want to Oh do man. That. That's that's a very good question because uh all right. So I taught high school, um, uh, ninth to twelfth grade. And so one afternoon, well they had this thing, you know, they it's called duty. So duty is when a teacher basically acts like a prison guard. And, and looks over, watches over the kids. Yeah. And so this was during lunchtime. And as we know, uh, when different things happen, especially like fights or mm-hmm. some type of, you know, disagreement or something, it always happens during those times, during lunchtime or bathroom breaks, things of that nature. So I'm outside, uh, you know, doing what I do. Kids are out talking. You know, that what they would do is eat lunch, and then they would go out into this little area where they could just kind of hang out. So I was out there with the kids. Uh, a couple of guys started started fighting. As the teacher that was out there supervising, I decided to go and get in the middle of it and try to break it up. The problem was a couple of other guys came in to try to help the boys out. I, and I'm all in the middle of it. And somebody punched me in the jaw. And even and then for some reason I had like a little blood on my shirt. Now that wasn't the worst part of it. The worst part was when everything was broken up, the kids were roasting me. They, oh. me. <laughs> they started roasting. Yeah, I'm like, what? You know, I mean, I get hit in the dry, I got blood on my shirt, and the, and the kids out here roasting. And I say, you know what? This is not life right and so it was that i mean at that point the light went on i said no i'm I'm out now you know of course i didn't leave that day you know it took a couple of years but that was that was the that was the that was the moment yeah. uh and i was like you know because it was just crazy then of course you know there had been other little incidents you know fights in the morning and i never understood that either you know um it's seven o'clock in the morning here I am. I'm still trying to wake up and these kids are full blown ready to go at it and I'm like, what happened at six fifty nine that you're ready to fight at seven I mean, you know, so yeah so and that was my mo- that was my moment <laughs> you
0: know. man, I remember we had these kids in one of my in my uh' I had alternatives detention shelters, so my kids were straying out of the jail and oh wow, okay, you so you know okay. and we had. We had and the, it, it was a dope program, and I love this program. And yeah. I hope that they kept after I left. They kept elements of it. But we had teachers on staff. We had a nurse, and so we bring the kids out from detention, uh, detention center, and get them caught up academically. Get them caught up medically. Get all their medicate because some of them had psychotropic medicines. Get them medically all caught up and everything. And we and my job was to manage the staff to taught them the social skills and stuff. Okay. You know, in addition to providing slight oversight, you know, providing some kind of being that person in there to help out with the you know to talk to the teachers and kind of guide you know help them manage some of the kids' behavior stuff. So it was really kind of a super dope program the way that they had laid out and. I remember one time we had these kids, little dudes in the living room, they was playing, I, I'll never forget it, they was playing Final Fantasy X. Oh,
1: wow. wow.
0: And a fight broke out. Right? Like, how you get violent playing Final Fantasy, <laughs> <man>? <laughs> we had this. Little, we had this little dude in the house of somebody, he had a bunch of other behaviors. Somebody said, let's take this kid who has a lot of other assaulted behaviors. Let's teach him some uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, what? I come out this little dude had, it was a beautiful arm lock. Like, he had this dude, he had a dude in the arm bar. It was beautiful. It looked, picture beautiful. <laughs> and he's pulling for all these words, trying to break this dude's arm. And so one of my staff is about to jump in there and put his arm in there. And like, if you put your arm in there, you're going to break your arm, man. Right. So I had to walk up to him and say, hey, hey, let go of his arm. Lean in a little bit. Let go of the arm. And he let go of the arm. But, you know, my stab was ready to jump in there. I learned my lesson a long time. I almost got stabbed trying to step in between two kids fighting. Man, yeah. I ain't doing that. Nah, nah. So that was your transformation, where you are just like, nah, this. Well, you this know,
1: and, and that was that was my that was my you know moment. And every fight after that, I, I I never got into it. You know, I see some kids fighting. I call you know I call somebody else, and then we had like this. I don't know what you call him. He was. He wasn't a police guy, but he was some type of. He, he had like a taser or something. I, <laughs> I called that guy and said, "Look, you know they're fighting. I didn't get in any more fights." You know, after hey, that.
0: That's what's yeah. up, man. And these kids—the thing about it is, kids fight. Have, they have—they have reckless abandon. So they'll, you know, they don't—they're not like adults where adults are like, man, I could go to jail behind this or I kill somebody. Kids look, fight with no restraint. So
1: if, if, look, if you if you see two girls fighting, run the other way. Right. That's the worst. They trying oh, to kill wow. each other. Man, it's it's wild, man. It's wild.
0: So, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you you met your point and you're like, "All right, I'm about to get out of here." Um did you have any like doubts like, you know, the refusal of like, okay, well, maybe I can deal with this teaching thing if this happens and you know, or did, were you just like, "All right, that's it, I'm out?"
1: Well, <sighs> There, I guess I left a couple of details out. So um, we were, li- you know, my wife and I. We were living in um, in, a, in Clarksdale, Mississippi. That's where I'm from. That's my hometown. My wife is from Cleveland, Mississippi, but you know, she moved to Clarksdale once we got married. And um, what happened was there was a lot, lot of transition going on. We decided to move where we are now in uh, South Haven. It's it's basically a suburb of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when we moved here, my wife was able to find a position in this, you know, she's also in education. So uh, she was able to find a position here in DeSoto County. I was not. So it, it, so after we moved, I was still planning on trying, you know, I said, well, maybe I could teach a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really what pushed me into it was I couldn't find a position. They had no uh, teaching uh, uh, positions in my area, so that that was really the thing that really pushed me into it. Cause we we kind of put ourselves, you know, out here on a limb when we moved, and so I just say, you know what, we're out here. My wife got a job. I'm doing okay with the business, you know. I'm I'm, I'm still scared, but you know, let me go ahead and just see what what would happen. And so that was really what pushed me to just go ahead and go full time. But I'm telling you, man, I was very scared. Um, You know, it's one thing to, you know, start a business and you still got your main job. It's another thing you just say, well, I'm gonna get out here without a net Mm -hmm. and just make it happen. And now all the pressure is on you to make it happen, to actually feed your family and provide. And so... All of this stuff is going through my head, and to be honest, some of the comments that, like I told you, some of my so-called associates or friends were saying, were going through my head. Uh, my wife told me even somebody, one of her friends, approached her and said, your, "Your husband's gonna do this," and I'm like, "I didn't even know she knew." <laughs> that I, you know, it was it was crazy. So, you know, it's 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 funny how people react to things you know, when you decide to make a bold move, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so you have to, you have to really channel and block all of that out. And so that's what I did. And I, you know, I went into it and, uh, like I said, that was 2007 when I went full time. It's 2021 now. Um, so I'm here, you know,
0: that's what's up. Yeah. Uh you know, and that that though, again, them people will come up. With, you know, they want the best for you, but yeah. they view in your experience through their 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 scary lens. Of, yeah, yeah. You know, and in the back of their mind, I'm realizing, you know, especially you know, we in a lot of groups and stuff, right. realize that a lot of people will project, you know, their experiences of the world on you and expect you to kind of conform to that. Um, right. And so I'm glad you were able to kind of navigate past that so um along the way, did you run into like any any like a mentor or anybody uh you know or somebody you know individual that really kind of helped uh with with that business piece and growing it out
1: yeah um I had a cousin uh who well he wasn't full time into to into web design business but he was doing it uh-huh. so he was the one in fact um he was the one that actually gave me. Uh, it was called Macromedia back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think Adobe bought Macromedia, but yep. he had he had all of the Macromedia software and he was already kind of dab. you know, he had a uh, he went to uh Alcorn University and uh you know, he's older than me so he was already into web design and he was doing a whole lot of other stuff. Uh, his name is Ezra, Ezra Howard. And um uh, and so basically uh you know, when I was trying to figure out what I needed to have to get started, he pretty much gave me everything. You know, he you know gave me the software he had, and you know then you know you know it wasn't the the way it is now with the subscription. It was basically you got the software, here's the key, load it up, you're good to go. And so <laughs> I, I love, and then he gave me the book. He had the book, you know that I was talking about earlier. And so he so he was somewhat of my mentor. When I first started off, you know, in doing all of this stuff, and so uh, it was a big help because I did not have the money to buy the software, and so I don't know, I don't know what I would have done without that, you know, boost at that point. Um, and then I've had other people, you know, who I look, look to for advice, just in general, you know. Um, I come from a my family is a family of business mm-hmm. people. Uh, My dad always had side hustles. Uh, My uncles, I had a couple, you know, I got a couple of uncles who, you know, who are very successful in business. And so just growing up, I saw what it took to be in in business. And that's why I wasn't really scared of business, Mm -hmm. because I saw it all in my family. So if you notice, all of the people who were trying to scare me into remain a teacher were outside of family, right? Family people, you know, they they were cool. They they got it. So I, you know, that was that was a big influence on me, just the way I grew up.
0: Well, yeah. that Adobe Suite, that Adobe <laughs> Suite will break your soul, man. Like, it's, <laughs> it is. and you can't do nothing. Like, you can't do nothing without. It feels like you can't do really anything creative without using Adobe because. You know, I know that I can use like Avid. I know that there's a lot of other like video editing so- solutions out there that I can right. pay and done for. But to get, you know, um, you know, where I can use, you know, Adobe Spark to whip up like a quick, a quick, you know, quick cheap flyer for a, a promotion or something or to use um, Adobe Audition Rush to make a quick video on my phone. Like it's too sweet, but I remember I bootlegged. <laughs> we had a CD, we, we had a DVD dude, a dude that burnt that sold bootleg DVDs. I'm like, hey, man,
1: oh, wow, okay,
0: you... <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, can you give me premiere? Can you give me premiere? <laughs> That's how I started out. Uh, right. uh if, if people from Adobe are listening to this. Uh, I do pay for your stuff now. Like, oh, right. don't come after <laughs> me. I've been a loyal customer for four years. Don't come after me now. Right, but, right. Um, so having that business that those business people in your family to kind of see that example and model off of it, it it, it sounds like it was really powerful. Um, yes, yes. My mentor ended up being. It's going to sound really bad. Um, my mentor ended up being Hustlers Kung Fu on YouTube. <laughs> Hustlers Kung Fu that Glendon Cameron dude, I post, I post stuff from him occasionally. Um, He started out doing, you know, he started out, I guess, in the storage auction stuff, the storage auction days before storage wards and stuff. And he wrote a book and that made him a millionaire because he was telling people how to navigate storage auctions. When net, when everybody started going out to look at storage auctions, he told people how to navigate it. And, oh wow! but Glendon helped out, you know, you know, he talking about his journey as a business owner and really giving you a sober vantage point of it and showing, you know, he's like, OK, I'm doing the storage off stuff. Then I did a YouTube business and he talks about step by step of how he, you know, brick by brick and how he laid it down. And, you know, he has a couple of other channels um, out there. But um, that's really, you know, that was kind of it sounds bad, but that was kind of the mentor because I I know a couple of business owners, but at the time when I was making that decision, I didn't have that rapport with them to go talk to them. Right. And and so, um, you know, the mentor could come in any way, shape or form. You just got to be ready to receive the message when they let you know. Right. 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 Uh, So so met with the mentor Um, when you started. And I know I, I know a lot of business owners go through this. You ever had that moment where you're like, man, I think I need to go back to teach you like, I need to, I need to, I need to absolutely go back. Did you have that moment and how did you get past it?
1: Uh, Man, Uh, you, you, you're really bringing back some, some memories uh, that were kind of buried. Yeah. I had a moment where, you know uh, I think it was right around Christmas. Uh, At this point I've been in business for about, I don't know, seven, eight months. It was basically the summer and the fall months. And then here, you know, we, here we are in Christmas, and it was around the time I told you that I, when I told my wife how much money I made, and it was ended. And I, now that I think about it, that's why it was a big issue because it was Christmas time. I really didn't have the money to buy, you know, all the stuff that we usually get for Christmas. So that was an issue going into the new year. And I thought about it. I said, well, you know what, the Soto County may not be hiring teachers, but maybe I can go to Memphis and be a teacher in Memphis. And I started to do that because, you know, like I said, I'm I'm really just getting started as, you know, in my business. I was scared. My wife talking noise for the first time. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, I don't know. Something happened where I just said, you know what, I'm going to stick it out. And I guess, one of the one of the things that was going on was I had a couple of contracts that hadn't come through yet. Mm-hmm. I, I had already put out the, the proposals and and I thought I was going to hear from them in December but I didn't. And so that's when things got tight and so I just said, you know what I'm just gonna hold out and see what happens. hopefully something will come through And then the next thing I knew in January of that you know the, the new year in January I get a call. Contract came through. It was like four thousand uh, dollars. It for yeah. It was for a website and so a, and a whole bunch of stuff they need me to do. And I said, "Oh, okay, I'm good." And not 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 that I was just good because of that contract. I it gave me confidence that if I stick it through, that things will eventually happen for me. And that's what I needed, man. I don't now. I can't. I'm not here saying you know. I'm not here talking noise like I'm some big business, whatever. I'm just saying it worked out, and I'm thankful that it did. And so once that happened, it just get you know it just gave me confidence to move forward, and you know just stick it out, you know. And and I guess I needed that. I don't know.
0: You know. Well, and it comes at a weird time. So this is gonna sound strange, but there was a time, and I don't know if you remember this. Uh, that'd be a couple summers ago. Um, I was, you know, it was a day where everything was going wrong and I had two businesses. I'm like, man, I don't know what's going to happen here. And I'm sitting, you know, I just scrambled up enough money and dug out enough money to grab a little bite to eat or whatnot between right. uh, things. And you actually shot me a message saying, hey, I got a client who needs copyright. Are you interested? Oh, right. Okay. And <laughs> That was the thing that says maybe I do know what I'm doing a little bit. Somebody's reaching out to wow. me. So wow. the world the universe is it, it works. It's weird, it, man. It works. <laughs> but it was wild because I was I was literally like, you know what? Let me get on here. Let me go see if I can go find because I know I can. I know I can manage a shelter. I know I can do be a suit because I'm director level. You know that means a lot. You know it carries some that carries some influence, and so maybe I can jump back into it. But that was the thing where I'm like, okay, let's see where. Let, let me go down this rabbit hole and see where it goes. So, wow.
1: yeah, man, it, it's 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 strange. It's, it's weird, but that's that's why I would tell people. When it comes down to business, you can do it. It's just not going to be easy. That's the only thing. If you're expecting everything to be easy, then this is not the path to go. Go ahead and get your nine to five and, you know, stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Right. uh, You know, but I would never discourage anybody from doing it. Just just prepare for, for the ups and downs. You know, that's the only thing.
0: Right. And that's where I wanted, because I talked about it before we got on. I think, you know, one of the things I see on YouTube is that trending. And right now it's in the crypto space. Like everybody's talking. crypto, uh, And, you know, we dabble, you know, we, we, we have conversations off here and stuff. we kind of play around in the space, but I think a lot of times people, um, when they go to YouTube, they're looking for that quick, fast answer. And especially you can go to YouTube. There's no shortage of videos that say how I quit my job, and started my business in 6 months. And as a business owner, that ain't realistic to me especially unless you've started a business before or you have direct sales experience. Right. Stepping out on that precipice is not it don't it doesn't turn around like that. You need about you need about 2 to 5 years so that you can actually learn, you know. So because the first thing is, you know, and I'm am going to throw out a little bit game, then I'm getting back onto the 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 checklist Mm-hmm. I realized that you price yourself too low, regardless of what business you in. If it's a service business, you price your services too low because you thinking like a, a client or a customer, right? Right. And you you comparing the price of what you're doing based on what a customer feels, the pain they feel in their wallet, based on instead of looking at okay, this is how many man hours, materials, uh, you know. My time, my experience, my expertise—you're not charging anybody for all that. All you're doing is just getting your, your your gas and your experience and your your materials covered, and then at the end of the day, you wonder why you don't have any money. And I think exactly these business channels don't do a lot of people a service on YouTube because they don't really keep it real with them. They don't keep it real and say this is about a, about three to five year five year grind, man. Um, before you start really seeing before you start seeing those coins come in. And there are 10-year business owners that are learning something new about their business that's going to... They're learning something today. Right now, there's a 10-year business owner right now that's learning something today that's going to change the way that they do their service delivery and their pricing for the next 10 years. So it's not a quick, fast turnaround. And I think that's the thing that's missing on social media is that somebody was there to keep it real with people.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny you said, you know, we're both fans of chris Uh doe and um and and really i over the past couple years of listening to him i'm just learning about earning a profit you know because all of these years i thought i was doing okay because i was able to charge whatever i charged for you know a website or a logo but after listening to him see being being able to pay yourself is not a profit Mm-hmm. that's just you being able to you know take care of your family the profit cup is for the business right and I didn't realize that all of these years my business was poor my business out here struggling yeah okay oh so, and, and really it kind of goes back to uh I had a guy he was actually one of my clients and he t- he actually told me this I thought he was hating when he said this he said less uh Basically, you own a job. And when he first said it, I took offense to that. He said, I'm like, I own a job. You know, because I was trying to tell him, you know, what my business was about and some of the things that I could do for him. And he was like, Les, you own a job. And so, for, I mean, for a minute, I thought he was hating, but I saw what he was saying because that's what I was doing. You know, when you own a job, basically... You're working for yourself and you're paying yourself, but the business, you don't have anything going on with the business as far as being able to expand and hire other people. I mean, which goes into what you were saying, because you have to be able to make a profit in order to do these things. And when you price yourself too low and, you know, and you worry about the what they call sticker shock, mm-hmm. whatever, you worry about that type of thing, then, you know, you, you cut yourself short. Absolutely. So, so yeah, man. So, that and these are things I'm still learning. By the way, I I, I do not have it all together.
0: I'm about <laughs> to turn this into a consultation. I'm gonna treat you. I'm gonna show you a resource real quick. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show this to you. Um, there's this book, and it's not just a book. It's a. I mean, he has an entire podcast and everything built around it, but um, it is called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz Okay. Um, a fantastic listen. If you get the audio book, it's a great listen. Uh, he has a podcast and all this other stuff. Basically, it's for business owners, and it shows you how to structure your, 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 your accounts and everything and structure the way that you, you allocate your money so that you have money for your operating expenses, money that's your regular take-home pay, money that is your quarterly your quarterly profit, and money for your taxes. It shows you how to keep money in your business while still paying yourself to make sure your business is fully funded, but make sure that you're getting a, a, a regular check for yourself. Um, it's a fantastic book. If you ever get a chance, um, I would, you know, it's on Audible. I would check it out, man. Because, uh okay it's the way I set up, um, you know, the, you know, for, for the basketball business, it's the way I set up our accounts and it allows me to allocate money. And I always know what our operating expenses are. And if my operating expenses grow too big, I got to cut expenses so that I can make sure that the business is paid, make sure that, you know, we have profit, you know, make sure that it's profitable for everybody, including the business. Um, But um, it's really a a step-by-step way to break it down and so you see it says profit's not an event profit is a habit
1: it's a habit yeah I like that I like and, that
0: but it's a it's a it's a fantastic you know it's a fantastic resource if you ever want to check it out um and it helped me with the even down to the way I got our bank account set up for the business okay. so uh, but Mike McCallowitz is the name Um and just look up profit first that's, so, that's appreciate it so I'm looking at let's see Looking at here. Um, So we talked about clients. (laughs) Um, That's uh, that's one of the hardest part. And people don't understand, you know, yeah, everybody wants a lot of clients, but you don't want a lot of clients. You don't want everybody buying your buying your product or service. So what were some of the what were some of the the, the, and that sounds bad because I know a lot of business owners are going to cringe at that thought, but not everybody is the right client for you. What were some of the challenges that you met working with clients?
1: Oh, man, I don't know what, man, that's a loaded question. Um, Where do I begin? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Um, Challenges. So, of course, you have challenges of just trying to get, what you feel like is fair for the particular project from their client. So, you would I would have clients who, are, and I think you're probably familiar with Joel Olsteen, right? Uh-huh. So I had um I had a client who, um, I guess she was like some type of admin for her local church. She called me for a website to do for the for for her church, and so one of the first things she told me to do was go to Joel. Joe Oldstein's website, mm-hmm. and so she wanted me. She kind of wanted to just look at, you know, kind of run through some of the features, and you know, she wanted to uh, apply some of that to their new website. I am like, cool. In my, my mind, I'm looking at this, and I, you know, I knew who Joe, I know who Joe is, and I, I, I know what to, I already knew what type of website he had. So you're looking at a site that you know easily they probably easily to pay $50,000 and up. Now, I wasn't expecting that from her, but at the same time, I I knew what level it was on, and so the next question I asked her was, okay, so what what is the uh, church budget for you guys for a website? And guess what she told me? What? $500. Oh, no. $500, and I'm sitting up here like, okay, so we're looking at a $50,000 site, and and then the other thing I noticed that I was doing, I was taking out of my time, even listening to her talk. And that's a whole nother thing that I don't know. We had time to get into as far as, okay. We and do. so <laughs> I want to discuss that. And so basically here I am listening to her for 20 minutes, go on and on about all the things, the wonderful things they want for their new website. And then when I get to the budget, you have a $500 budget and i told her i said I I, I I can't do it i can't do it for that amount you know and so for me that's a big challenge uh mm-hmm. just basically trying to it's almost as if i had to teach a lot of the clients what it takes to do what i do mm-hmm. and i think one of the one of the one of the things that is really i don't want to use the word hinder but just for lack of better words that is kind of hinder you know my pricing our platforms like Wix, Weebly, uh, a lot of these template-based pro and, and I'm not down in those. I mean, it's good like if you're if, if you're just starting your business, mm-hmm. you have a limited budget, those things are excellent. But if you come to me to build you a website, I feel like I'm I'm the guy that um I'm a tailor. Uh-huh. You know, you, you could go to a store and buy a suit off the rack. Okay, cool. That's a template. When you come to me, I feel like you want everything customized. You want me to take the tape measure and measure your legs, your inseam, all of that stuff. I feel like I'm that guy. And so one of the challenges is basically relaying that message to the client that, hey, I'm a specialist. I'm the guy who you come to when you want the real thing, you know, when you want something custom fit just for you. Uh, So that's, you know, that's a big thing, you know, That's a big challenge. And I don't know. Another challenge I have is basically clients who try to do your job for you, even though they hire you, if that makes sense. Right. And so it's all, you know, for for some reason, you know, even though I've been doing this for years, you know, like I said, I've been been doing web design since 2002. Uh, I got, I've done thousands of, websites, logos, whatever, at the same time, they, sometimes I, for me, it's challenging when the client still try to tell me how to do my job. Right. And I, I work, you know, I work, and then I've been, you know, it's, it, it's even crazy, crazier than that because I've been in a situation where I say, you know what, I'm going to go with your, I'm going to go exactly with, with what you said. I'm going to go with your suggestion. Even though I know it's not a good one. Then when I do it, they don't like what they created. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I mean I literally had this happen last week the lady said well I'm not getting a wow factor like I get from your other projects and I'm sitting up here like because I had to walk on because you were so specific about what you wanted these other clients weren't like that they just pretty much told me to go you know here's the information let's do your thing I work better, to be honest, and I don't know if this is a flaw or not, but I work better when somebody says, hey, here's the content, go at it. Then my imagination kind of you know, spreads from there. But if I'm in a situation where somebody's someone putting me in a box, I, I'm just not as confident. And I don't know what that is, but I, I, I like to feel free when I go into a new project because I consider myself, I don't know, I kind of consider myself an artist. Yeah. So uh, I need to be able to expand like that. But if somebody says, well, I need, you know, and, and you always need a sense of direction. But outside of that, when you get into the actual art direction of the project and the development of it, now you're kind of stepping in my lane. Right. And for me, that's a that's a big problem when I'm trying to develop and design things. So yeah, that's, that's the big, you know, one of my biggest challenges, you know, um,
0: you know, it sounds like, you know, maybe even including that in the way that you name and market yourself, you're not a website designer, you're a website artist. Right. You right. know, you, you, if you, if you hire, you know, um, well, it was a by. Uh, i can never say the man's name Bakiat or whatever uh yeah yeah i know he's talking about. when when you know if you, you know, when he was alive if you if you if you if you brought him on as a commission you're expecting him to just create his own vision and not micromanage the man's vision and so you know maybe it is you know doing some content or something that puts your like you know a, a video or something that you could put on there so client's first introduction to you is basically you telling them Listen, if you hire me, I'm the artiste. I'm going to create it in my own vision. That's the way right. all these websites and logos that you see on this page were my unique vision. Now, I took right. input from the client. I gave them what they're looking for, but they didn't have the art. I, they weren't in charge of the art direction piece of it. Um, right. you know, Maybe, you know, creating that that, that category, that lane for yourself is like, I'm aware, you know, I'm an artist. And um, you don't, you know, there wasn't nobody standing over Michelangelo's shoulder saying, "Hey man, (laughs) right, right, hey hey, man, that color is off. You need to probably remix some colors." And you know, um, yeah, it sounds like you had that, that that issue where you know people are coming to you expecting, you know, a Wagyu beef hamburger. Yeah. And then they give you a coupon for Burger King and say, can you do, can you give me this? <laughs> can you give me this oh, for, for, the, for this Burger King coupon? And, <laughs> you know, $500, man, that's not even a landing page. Like, I can't, yeah. I, you can't even get a landing page service for yearly subscription for $500, man.
1: It's, it's amazing, man. And, you know, and to be honest at this point now, I will say this, when I, when I first got started, I was taking everything. So, because yeah. I was, you know, I'm like, man, I got to make some money. So, I, you know, they had, I used to do, at one point, I used to do logos for like $50, you know, things of that nature. And I was just taking it. But I guess I had to, at, I, if you, you know, I guess I had to at that point because I didn't really have any money. But uh, it. I'm at the point now, now I'm not saying it's like I'm some big time, whatever, because I'm not. Uh, but if, you send me if you fill out my contact form, my website, and you say you need a website, cause and and I have a session on there for budget. Mm-hmm. If you put on there you need a website, and uh, and I and you check out logo, and, but your budget is four hundred dollars. I would not answer. it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I use that little feature, and I've heard people say, you know, don't. uh don't ask people what their budget is. I've heard a lot, but I do that to kind of weed out who I need to even spend time responding to. And you know, if you only got, and I've had people put down two hundred dollars. Now, if you want two hundred, now if you if 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 you need a flyer, or you know, you need something small and you only have a hundred dollar budget. Okay, that's different, but it's really based on what you're asking for, right? And so, you know, just like if you want uh, a you know, a certain type of car, you know, and you, you know, you said something about the Wagyu beef, you know, mm-hmm. based on what you're asking for, then that's the way I'm going to respond when you say, okay, this is my budget. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't go to the Mercedes place with Chevrolet money. Talking about, yeah, I want the AMG, whatever, whatever. Like, like, no, it's not going to work. So uh, that's, and that's really, I'm trying to build myself up to that point where, you know, I'm, and I've I've actually learned this from me watching some of your videos. I don't want to become the cheap guy. Right. The discount clearance rack web designer guy uh the you know the cheap logo guy you know yeah if you if you if you want a twofer you know two websites for a hundred dollars go to less I don't right. want to be that guy because for one thing um what I try to is, is, you know really explain to people is that in this line of work it's 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 so subjective. You know if I was just selling retail products that's different. But see I, I've been in situations where I've put in the hours, put in the work, it looks dope, send it to the client, and they just simply don't like it. Now, I don't get any of that time back. Right. And, and I still got to do it all over or whatever, you know. And I've been in those situations, so that's why, you know, I have to price my services at a certain point. Because um, that was one video, I don't know that I shared on the page, or you shared it, but it was um, where the guy said it, uh, what's I forgot his name. I think it's Aaron. Oh he wrote this, he wrote the book. It, it was like a black book with red letters. You know yeah, what I'm talking absolutely. about? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. Um, but he was saying that you need to charge enough so that when you do have these situations where you have to change things and there's a change order that it 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 doesn't affect you. Because you already charged to him enough to cover all that instead of having to come back and say, Hey, I need a couple of hundred dollars more because of this change order. And so I'm, that, those are the type of things I'm learning, you know? So, yeah.
0: Well, and I was thinking about this, this is an idea I was kind of toying with and I was trying to figure out how to do it because I'm trying to get into, you know, Not only doing podcasts for me, but, you know, marketing and doing podcasts for other people or whatnot. Right. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to list what the what it is. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe talk about the positive outcome that the podcast has had for somebody. And so maybe, you know, in the portfolio, sharing like this website generated X amount of dollars or generated yeah, new, idea. generated this much business for this person. So they're seeing the outcome. So when they step into you, when you get, you know, Hey, I got, you know, I got $5,000 and I'm going to micromanage every step of the way. You could say, Hey man, I did this website for this, appri- this amount. And, it got these results. So you're already showing them in, in in your portfolio, this website done generated $10 million for this person. So Mm -hmm. the, 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 the the value that you're getting is already built in. All you gotta do is just step back and let me work.
1: Right. I like that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
0: So we are, you know, we're talking about the, the, the client piece of it. Um, and I want to, I do want to ask you, um, What would be, you know, from a pricing standpoint, because I know what my advice to new business owners is. When new business owners, when they stepping out and getting their first couple of clients, what advice would you give them? Because I want to hear your advice, then I would throw in what my advice would be. But when a new business owner is deciding on a pricing for a service, um, how do you think they should go about pricing that service out?
1: That's a good question. Um, I would this is where my approach was to find out what the market is for that, for my service. You have to do it. Well, for me, I had to do a little research. Mm -hmm. It's a little easier now because there are so many people out, you know, on YouTube and all this. Uh, when I got started, YouTube wasn't, I don't even think it was a thing yet, really. Oh, it just got started. And so, um, I would say if you're just starting out, find out what the top guys are making, um, and then you know, find out what the cheap guys are making, and then the you know split the difference. Now that's me saying it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I don't. I, I always you know. Even sometimes when even when I shop, I don't always get the most expensive thing, but I I don't like getting the cheapest. Right. Because a lot of times I feel like it's cheap for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so you got to realize that people, even though you, you have a lot of people that you know. They like to shop in the clearance, right? But you got a lot of people out here who don't want the cheapest thing. So I would say, even when you're starting off, if you're good at what you do, find that niche where, you know, you, you know, you want to feel comfortable, but try to find that little nice little middle ground where you can say, okay, this is what I can charge. And then as time goes on, continue to, you know, add to it. And that's what I'm doing now. I mean, as, you know, every... 3 to 4 months i increase my prices
0: that's what's and up so
1: yeah i i keep going in because even now man to be honest i have too much work mm. i'm uh i got right now i have this i have two notebooks for this and i you know i always jot down I, I still like to write a lot of stuff and i have these notebooks right and i jot down all of my uh my projects I don't know if I, this is clear or not, but mm-hmm. just this notebook alone, just this page alone, I have thirty something projects, and every time I finish something, I, I S it out, and even on this project, you know, on this to do list, I got to add some more things. You know, I got to go to a new page. I have too much. I'm doing too much work, and what I mean is, my prices are still too low. Gotcha. And this, the past, over the past two or three weeks, I've been putting in crazy hours. Now, I don't have a problem with work. I'm used to it. Um, I'm cool with it. My wife is cool with it as long as I'm bringing home some money. She's good with it. But at the same time, I'm, you know, if there, you know, anytime there's a high demand, you have to raise the price. Mm-hmm. You have to find that you have to stabilize it. And so just like when everybody thought there was a gas shortage and all that, you know, they started raising the price on the gas. And so right. I'm, I'm learning that if I'm still working this hard and I'm going to bed at three or four o'clock in the morning, my prices are still too low and I need to start weeding out some you know, some of these people that are, you know, want their prices at a certain point. And you're going to always have somebody who doesn't mind paying the high price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if I can say this real quick, I just had a situation earlier this week where a guy wanted me. Uh, he wanted me to give him a quote on some. Uh, it's like a it's like a super. I call it a super banner. It's like yeah. a big banner. I gave him the price and he was, you know, he's kind of fussing. At first, like, man, it's going to cost that much. And then I said, you know, I explained to him, you know, what I need to do for it. And then I guess he thought about it. And, and after, you know, like 20 minutes later, he called me back. Okay, man, let's do it. Because one thing about it, I've already done work for him before. Uh-huh. And I knew I had some leverage because he, you know, he doesn't want to try to find somebody else, gain trust in that person, Uh you know, he doesn't know what type of you know service he's gonna get from a new guy. I'm I'm here. Right. You know, you right. know I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna its is gonna look good, I'm gonna do it tight. I right, give it up, you know.
0: <laughs> you know so, <laughs>
1: so, you know, I, I knew I had a little leverage in that situation and, and that and I would say that to new um business owners as well, you know, when you're pricing your service, know what you got. You know, if you're good at what you do, be confident in what you can do. It's going to pay off. Uh, and so, you know, well, let me cut it short. I'm, I'm saying a lot. No, yeah,
0: that's good. No, this is this is all fantastic information. I know yeah. one of the things I ran into with mine is um, you know, a couple of years ago I took you know, because I was with, you know, I. one of the things I got to do is stop generalizing so much and start specializing in some areas. And you know, I was trying to do copywriting, and that goes into writing and all this stuff. And long story yeah. short, I got a, I got commissioned to ghostwrite a book. Okay. And, you know, somebody's autobiography. Now, without spilling too many of the the, the behind the scenes things, um, this was a person who, his experience was kind of alien to mine. Um, you know from my experience and stuff like that. And so I wasn't able to get a full perspective of where this person was coming from. And a lot of times, and I took it at a discount because I needed the business in my mind. Um, That was not, that probably was not one of the best business moves I've made because... You know, since I didn't get, since I wasn't really connected as a as a writer, I want you know, as a writer, being a writer is it, still art. It's still you're still kind of tied to the artistic side of it. As a writer, you know, I got to feel passage and I got to feel passionate about the thing I'm writing. Right. One, um, I have to feel like I have some firsthand experience, so that when I'm talking, I can kind of speak in their voice as opposed to my own. And there's a lot of disconnect there. And mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of clarification about what needed to be included. So I did an entire draft, came back. Well, there's this whole segment of uh of life that wasn't that never was really explained to me that needed to be in there, that needed to be added, and I had two weeks to do it. Mm, <laughs> and wow. so it just turned out bad. And then I think, you know, around that time, this went this was you know, this was you know, it, it, it kind of grew this project grew from you know you know from a three month thing to a six month to an eight month and <laughs> uh you know this was you know covid came down i think my wife got came down with it my kid came my son might have got hit with it uh uh-huh. um, and so i had to have this thing delivered and like i said if i would have just quoted stuck by my guns and quoted the price that i initially said i wouldn't have had the project in the first place but i yes. lowered my price and 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 took on a project that i wasn't super thrilled about and i think a lot of new business owners sometimes you just got it sometimes you just need the money you're gonna take a project regardless but not every project is worth not delivering what your what your vision is because here's the thing not only do you have somebody who may be not completely satisfied with what you did but then you have to do the emotional mental game of can i actually do this yeah. What am I doing? I didn't deliver what I was, what I wanted to. And it didn't have anything to do with you or me or anybody. It was it wasn't the right fit yeah, at the beginning.
1: Mm.
0: And that's where I would tell new business owners, don't be afraid to throw out that high price. If it's if it's a, a, a something that you're not entirely sure about or something you don't want to do outright. And walk away from that client that doesn't fit. You know, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, all right. So we are kind. We're we're hour in. Um, and I think this this is this is this is a lot of really solid information. Um, so with your business now, what do you have planned for the future?
1: Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I'm expansion. Um, I eventually, you know, ever since I've been in this, in this thing, um, I pretty much worked out of my, out of my office. This is my office here, Mm -hmm. my house. Um, but I do want to get to the point where I, I want to have a, a central place that I could call my own that I can go to other, outside of my house only because there there are situations where I, you know, now because of COVID, you know, I, don't, I haven't been meeting with anybody, but usually when I have to meet with a client, you know, face to face, you know, we would meet somewhere like Starbucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I do, I think I need to have a place where, You know, of course, I I don't bring people to my house, so I need to have a place where I can, you know, meet them and have, you know, have my office there, just a central hub. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, again, just going back to what I was saying before, the business has to make a profit in order for me to lease a, you know, lease a building. And I think you know a lot about that with your experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I have to, you know. So I want to, I want to grow in that area. I want to be able to. Um, I have a guy that, uh, that I use a lot to help me out on some projects. But I want to, I need about two or three, two or three guys like that. So I want to, you know, basically just overall grow. Okay. I want to multiply myself if I can say it that way.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, you hire you hire other people to kind of to scale more or less. To, yeah, to scale, scale. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and right. duplicate it. Yeah, so I get I get that piece of it. So, um, and are you looking at taking on any other any other conquering? Because you have a lot of different forms of media that you that yeah. you create in.
1: Yeah, um, you know, actually, when I started my business, I, you know, the name of my business is Less Is More Productions. And I call myself productions on purpose because I noticed a lot of other guys, they would call themselves um, whatever, whatever design, XYZ design or, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put myself in the box. I just want to be creative. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: And actually, man, my vision is. You know, you know how you watch a Marvel movie or whatever, and you see all these logos and companies, You know, because they hire so many different companies to do a lot of different things. You know, three uh-huh. D rendering, all this stuff. I said one of these days I want to be one of those logos. This is my logo, by the way. Anyway, one of these days I want to see this logo as you're watching the opening or closing credits of a movie. Okay. And you know they and whatever in what now. Maybe I need to pinpoint in what capacity that would be, but I want to right now. I'm just create. I'm just creating a lot of stuff, and I probably need to. I don't know I've, I've been listening to you. You know a lot of your content. I probably need to start specializing in that area too. Because right now I'm designing. If it could be designed digitally, I'm pretty much designing door hangers, banners, logos, websites, and. I don't know. I'm thinking that I need to maybe, you know, shorten that up a little bit. Because I know some guys, all all they do is websites. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then I know some people, they only do websites for certain type of entities. You know, all all we do is church website. All we do is small business, Mm -hmm. you know. And so there is a benefit in being able to do that. Say, hey, I'm a specialist in this area. So I'm, 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 I'm exploring that, you know.
0: Well, I would ask you, you know, what gives you life? What gives you what what projects give you life? What projects do you work on that don't feel like a grind to you? And that would probably be where I would start the things you love doing the most and then outsource the other stuff.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm with that. That's where I'm at with, the, you know, with I sell words. I started as a copywriter and I realized that I like writing. I don't specifically I like writing and I don't mind creating Um, if I, you know, the businesses I have, I love my businesses. And so the clients I'm working with, I love their businesses. And so it's not hard for me to create media for them, but just for Joe blow off the street, who's looking for somebody, if I don't have that rapport with you, it's hard for me to create it. And so I realized really quick that being an internet copywriter wasn't where it's at because I got to be able to write stuff that even if I'm not, even if I'm not uh, enthralled by it, I got to write right and so you know i was like i'll play around with video the thing that's always been that bug in my mind is you know that radio thing we could have had a podcast and we could have right. been we could have been the black mm-hmm. in the black joe rogan
1: exactly. i was thinking that when he talked about it earlier i said like, man you started in the 90s yeah oh my god
0: the black yeah. joe rogan i could have been you know and this has been the format that I've enjoyed the most, the, the podcasting piece. Now, the problem is my ADHD will fire up and my podcast end up being my solo podcast be this spiraling. You know, I start out talking about one thing and a thousand other things come into play. Yeah. And so it's figuring out the best way. But you know, it's really, I think this is the medium that I really want to drill into. And so um, you know, and I, and I have a passion for teaching people. So I think yeah. my niche and I even went back and changed stuff on my website and changed the language around and saying, I will teach you how to market your business using podcasts and YouTube and things along those lines. So it's a combination of collaborative services and some very specific kind of Done for you services, but I wanted to get away from where people wanted were expecting me to do it for them. I'd rather teach yeah. you how to do your marketing and guide you and be kind of a consultant for you, or maybe even when I get to this point, you buy the digital course. It yeah. gives you a quick it gives you a quick and dirty way to get it done, get your get get what you need to get done, okay. and then it leaves room for you to expand. So as you graduate up to that next level and needing more knowledge, you know, maybe there's another thing I can create that's a little a deeper dive into it, but you know, a quick guide that gets you started right away. You know, I'd rather teach you and then maybe podcast. I'd rather teach you how to do your marketing and then, you know, help you design a podcast as opposed to this done for you stuff. Cause it's done for you services for me, I don't know if that's the move. I don't know if that's where I want to be.
1: Right. Yeah. And I and, and I've been looking at something like that too. I, I really want. You know, I'm right now. I, I am not a what you would call a content creator. Uh-huh. Even now, I'm a little uncomfortable on camera. You know, yeah. I just, I'm just just admitting that. But um, eventually, I want to get to the point where, well, some I want to do something similar to what Chris Doe does Mm -hmm. where he doesn't really break down into, he doesn't, you know, get into, well, I guess he does have videos where he get into how to design stuff, but he has a lot of videos on just the overall philosophy of business and his overall approach Mm -hmm. to doing certain things on how to be profitable and things of that nature. And he's, and I look at him as, as a teacher, he's somewhat of, you know, of a virtual mentor for me now, mm-hmm. uh, cause he bring in so many experts and I wanna, you know, I wanna eventually get into that space as well, you know, and that's why I'm, you know, soon I'm gonna be leaning on you on that, you know, cause I told you even my, you know, just simple things like camera quality. I have a, you know, this cheap, um, you know, cam that I bought you know, webcam and, you know, and I can see the difference, you know, just things like that, you know, putting, you know, investing in the proper things to really put myself in a position where I can effectively, you know, uh, do content creation. So that's, that's something that's something I'm going to, you know, look into uh, eventually.
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Let's figure it out. We'll, 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 let's look at time. We'll set up another meet. We'll set up a subsequent meeting. That's not going to be recorded. <laughs> and
1: right. Right. <laughs> let, let,
0: let, let, Let's plan it out because I do think that there's a lot of creatives out there. A lot of design, like, you know, because I think this is the you are in the field where you're going to see a boom where there's going to be a lot, because there's going to be, there's more demand for content. There's more demand for a web presence. Um, right and there's more DIY people that want to learn all the aspects of it so they can implement it themselves, you know, um, I think that there's a, there's a very strong land for it. So let's figure it out. Let's put our hands together and let's, let's yes, come sir. up. With so, all right, let's move on. Let's, let's go ahead. Cause I, we're a little bit, you know, this is where I, uh, I had a couple more things, but you know, I think we covered all the we actually in, in through conversation, we covered all my points. So, okay. uh, yeah, let's I want to go into I want to go into the lightning round. Now, I sent you a lightning oh, round man. to kind of see what it looks like so that you're right. not so that it's not too far. Um, okay. Let me pull, let me pull up what I sent because I'm all unorganized right. <laughs> but, um, and, and we'll take a dive into it. And you know this is going to give people a sense of you. And while I'm looking it up, um, you know, tell people here's what I here's what I don't want. I don't want hey, And, and this is for the audience here. If okay. you are looking for somebody, a discount website designer, don't contact Liz. Don't waste his time. If you're looking for a professionally done website that's going to transform your business. This is the man you need to call and understand the investment you're going to make up front is going to pay off down the road as long as you have a clear vision of what you're trying to do. But if you if you want the sculptor to make a sculpture for you, but you don't give them any parameters about what you what you needed to do, you're going to get what you get. But don't come in here looking for no coupon, no discount code or anything (laughs) else. um, And don't shop. If you're going to do business with less, then you do business because that's what we're right. about here. So, um, that, so tell them how to get in contact with you and tell them, uh, what services you provide.
1: All right. So, um, uh, basically my website is www.lessismorepro.com L E S I S M O R E P R O.com. Um, I provide website design, logos. Print media. Print media uh, basically covers anything that can be printed or not printed. Uh, sometimes I um, I design something strictly for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, just basically social media. Um, I'm even doing what I could like to call enhanced flyers and business cards where I add a little animation to it. Uh, and I'm still perfecting that piece of it but I've, I've done a few and it's, it's turned out pretty good and so if you go to my website lessismorepro.com, uh you'll be able to see get to all of my social media i'm on, I'm on instagram twitter and facebook those are my main well i have a look i have a youtube account but you no know, that's 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 something else we have to <laughs> we got to build that up yeah. and so um yeah that's how you can reach me
0: all right so that's you that. guys heard it um, you'll, the links, the, all the links, will be included in the show notes. Make sure that if you're looking to do business, if you're contacting us, you're looking to do some business and not looking. Ain't no, there, there ain't no, uh, I there ain't no uh, Brian Sellsworth's discount on this one, y'all. So y'all <laughs> gotta get out there, pay the full freight. Um, and yes, for those that have business owners in your life or people that you know and love and care about who run businesses, that is probably the biggest gift that you can give them: pay full freight. And let the all business right. owner decide when they give out a charity, when they there give out a, a freebie service. Um, you know, a lot of people want to help business owners, but they want to do it on their own terms. And sometimes, if you're just helping somebody just on your own terms, you, it's not really help. It's just making you feel better about yourself. Yes, so, sir. all right. So we're gonna get into the lightning round. Some of these questions are gonna sound redundant, but we're gonna power through them. Are you all ready?
1: Right. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go.
0: So um who are you i
1: am an artist all right i said that before um well in terms of business i I guess personally i am also i'm a husband i'm a father i have two boys um i am a i'm big on family so uh I'm on social media. If you go to my Facebook, my Facebook is a combination of everything that I am, and you're gonna see a lot of posts with my wife and the kids, and then I'm gonna you're gonna also see a lot of the things that I do for my for my clients. So, uh, if you want the full picture of who I am, you go to you know you see it on my Facebook profile. So that's that's me, family, and business. All right. Yes, What's sir. your
0: favorite book right now?
1: You know what? It's a book that you actually put me on, Blue Ocean Strategy. I'm All still right. and, and I'm still in. I'm still reading it, and uh, I love it because it really talks about not being so concerned with the competition, but really focusing on and you know, on what you do. And really, you know, expanding the, your space, and not and competition is not even a factor. So I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm already applying a lot of those strategies to my business. Appreciate it, man.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So, so let's jump back. So what's the what's the last book you've read and summarize it poorly?
1: Uh there's a book by this author uh, Ray Kurzweil called The Age of Spiritual Machines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a, that's not a normal book to read, but, <laughs> it, uh, it goes into this thing called Singularity. Basically it just talks about, uh, living in a, and this book was written in 99, I believe. Uh, I bought the book around 2004, um, and it took me a long time to read it. So just, you know, but, uh, basically it talks about, I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe something poorly, but I just describe it as computers becoming conscious, and they believe they they are the computer believes that it's alive or maybe robots. It's almost like reading a reading a prophecy on you know that we're we're living in the age of iRobot, the Will Smith movie. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really talking about that. And this guy wrote this in 1999. And he was basically going through the years. He has like a, a timeline of when things are supposed to happen and the way even our cell phones work now on the money, on That's the right. money. And moving forward, you know, he goes into two, uh, 2029 and what, you know, what we're supposed to see during that time. So it's a very interesting book The Age oh of Spiritual Machines.
0: Sounds like he he's he Neo Neo yeah, One <laughs> right. <laughs> Neo does <Yeah>. I Robot.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 an interesting read, man. But if you're if you're into that type of uh that type of space, you know, I would, I would suggest you know checking it out.
0: All right. Yeah. So what's your what's your current hustle and what is your side hustle?
1: Uh, less is more. Productions is the hustle, man. That's okay. my that's my hustle. Uh, side hustle. I in addition to all of the tech things I do, I am also a musician. Uh, I actually play organ and piano for a church, and so if you want to call that a side hustle, that's my side hustle.
0: That's what.
1: Yeah, I've, I've been a musician since I was probably twelve years old.
0: Yeah, you know, it's wild. I fell down a rabbit hole of watching musicians react to. Uh, people on YouTube, and yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm watching. The last one I saw was, um, and it's this young lady from Japan. She's okay. playing. Uh, she's playing the drums. She's doing the drum part from. Have you ever heard this song? And it was on. Good. gonna. I'm about to nerd out here. Um, Guitar Hero Three, the song that played over the credits, Dragon Force through the fire and flames. Um, Oh,
1: yeah. You got me on that one. All
0: right. Uh, (laughs) I'll send you the video to take a look at it. But uh, from a musician standpoint, I don't have a ton of musical experience. I played instruments. I got my guitar and stuff, but I am nowhere near anywhere any any good at it. Um, Watching musicians react to this young lady play these drums. For one of the most difficult songs I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> live, I'll send you the link so you could just kind of see what she's doing. Um, right, but and the guitarist who who who's from Dragon Force, he's actually huge on YouTube, where he okay. actually re- he actually reacts to people doing cover versions of his song, and he's like. He's like really cool about it. Like, you know, he's all supportive of everything and really excited for them uh, because his guitar solo is absolutely insane. And um, the reason why they put over the credits on Guitar Hero 3 was because the song was so dang difficult that even on Easy, the song's almost impossible to play unless you have a bunch of experience on it. Um, But that watching musicians react to, you know, I saw one where... uh, a guitar teacher reacted to Prince playing "My Guitar" uh, slowly weeps, uh, mm. um, and just watching his awe and his expression about realizing that how how he's like how and it's, it's it's really he's cursing all the time. But he's like, how the bleep did he do that? Oh my god! Man. You know his, his <laughs> mind is blown watching Prince play this song. And so I fell down that rabbit hole watching musicians react to stuff on YouTube. It's dope.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. I, I... Look, I've done, look, I've been that musician, you uh, know, like reacting to stuff, so yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Um, so what is your big marketing question?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um for me it's more how can I consistently attract the type of client that I want? Okay. Through my marketing you know, how can I fine-tune my marketing so that the type of people that I want to work with are the people that call me? I don't know—is that a good question or not? But that, that's my question.
0: That's the perfect question. I got so I got a tool I'm gonna send you to okay. help you narrow that down because it's a it's a tool I use when I interview my clients when I take okay. you know, as I'm doing my intake process, and it helps you identify. Um, you know, it's from the one-page marketing plan. It helps you identify your dream client. And how you're going to reach them and how you're going to do the follow up and all the other stuff. It lays it all out so you can write it all down and allows you to focus in on the type of client that you want to serve and the client that you want to attract. So I'm going to send that to you after all we right. get done here. All right. It. No problem. What's one life changing piece of advice that you can give somebody?
1: Uh, you know what? I Actually, um, it kind of stems from this quote. And I have it here just just so I won't mess it up. But the quote says you can tell whether a man is clever by his answers. You can tell whether a man is wise by his questions. And I would say my piece of advice would be to ask good questions, ask the right questions, Um, because a lot of time people. We're not perfect purpo- It's not that, like, on purpose, they won't tell you things. It's just that you didn't ask the question, mm-hmm. and so they either don't think about giving you this advice, and you can't just sit back and say, "Hey, nobody's helping me." This and this and that. And that's this is why I like what we're doing now because even some of the questions you ask, it, it kind of brings something out of me that I didn't even think of. So I would say, ask the right questions, and don't you know? And then you know what? Even if it's the wrong question, ask the question anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and if I could say, you know, share this, you know, kind of funny story. When I was in college, I noticed, and I'm a graduate of Jackson State University, by the way, home of the Tigers, the I love. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. That's what's up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, sir. So when I was in college, I noticed that in a lot of my classes, the, the professor would, would be going over some things and I didn't know what he was talking about. And I would look around class and I would notice nobody else knew what this guy was talking about, but everybody was just sitting there listening to him. And I said, you know what? Let me ask a question. And then so, you know, I say, Hey, what did you mean by this? And then as soon as I kind of, I guess, broke the ice, next say I know everybody's you know, has follow up questions and boom, boom, boom. And so you can't be afraid to ask. Right. You know, it's, instead of sitting there ignorance and just, you know, trying to make, make yourself look like you all smart. Now the smart person is the one that raises hands and say, okay, how did you do this? How you know what's the steps for doing that? I have no problem with asking questions. So that's my advice.
0: So that that actually, okay, so that, that brought up something I want to throw out here. And okay. I'm looking at my last two questions. We already, how can people follow you? We already did that yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah, right. I'm going to skip that one question. And I'm going to throw out my little ask the right question. So I am, I, I'm still, you know, this is back when I was, I had my team of so uh, family support workers. And we used to have these, these big staff meetings. Right. And, you know, some, one of the family support workers would get up there and they talk about a case that was very difficult and try to get solutions for everybody to kind of, you know, could we called it a staffing basically. And they, you know, people would ask questions and then maybe throw out solutions. And then the person receiving them, all they could do is just write them down and right. say thank you and whatever. And so anyway, they brought up the case of this young lady that they were working with. Uh, she was 16 years old. Um, She had a boyfriend who was a grown man, which is already terrible. Um, Mm. But they were concerned because mom and dad really didn't seem like they was taking any action. Um, You know, it felt like the boyfriend was actually running the house and everything. And so people Mm -hmm. were asking all these, you know, all these questions that come from not being in the hood. (laughs) 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 All these questions that result from really not being around around where hood people dwell and stuff like that. And, right, right. and so it's all these, well, you know, how are grades in school and what's the rapport with the parents like and blah, blah, blah. And so they're listening. All, and somebody kind of got into the vein of what's the relationship between her and the grown man. And they're like, well, she's, he's always buying her new things. Um, she's always traveling with him. Um, going out, like she'll disappear for a couple of days and then come back and she'll have like a new code or some new Jordans on and stuff like that. And so question phase comes around and I'm sitting there and I raise my hand and I said, is he her pimp? Oh, wow. <laughs> and you heard, oh, a cor- you heard a chorus of people going, oh, like gasping and oh my God, yeah, and but that opened up uh, opened up a new line of questions that helped them mm. kind of get to because everybody you know nobody had really thought about maybe he's not her boyfriend, right? Oh, and man. and they're asking well, why do mom and dad allow this? Well, he always has money, and so he just kind of gives mom and dad money to pay the utilities and bills and everything. It's like it sounds like, and I, that's as like sounds like he's he's pimping her out. You might need to call. You might need to uh, contact the authorities or something or sit down and have a transparent conversation with mom and dad and figure out what's going wow. on. Um, but, yeah, that's the importance of asking the right question sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the uncomfortable question, because I know I couldn't have been the only person thinking that in the room. I was the only person who was dumb enough to ask it because I felt like I'd already burnt my bridge. I was on my way. I, I was I was trying to head out anyway.
1: <laughs> Check it out. It was like.
0: What are they going to do, fire me? Are they going to fire me right. and I'm going to say, all right, I'm 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 out of here. You know, um, one thing, the only reason I stayed in child, stayed in childcare care, I was all set to leave. Like I had done my study in on mar- research and marketing stuff. I knew kind of exactly how to build a WordPress website and that was a start. You know, I already right. had coding classes from high school and stuff. I'd already started working on app design and really kind of learn uh, android app design and stuff um not to the point now but you know my knowledge now is about five years old but right. learned app design and stuff and so i was really trying to make my way to exit and um i just happened to throw out a job application where i got accepted as a program director at another place and that was the thing that extended my time in child care so i'm like fire me you're doing me a favor <laughs> right. <laughs> well, asking the right questions. I love that. I love that uh that quote, man. Um I might have you send that to me because that sounds like something that needs yeah, to be Yeah,
1: I will send it to you, man.
0: All right. No problem. Last one. Um is there anything else, any other knowledge that you want to impart to the universe?
1: Wow. That's uh that's a deep question. Any knowledge I want to impart into the universe? <sighs> Um, I would just say in general, you know, and I, I, now look, this is another quote, Mm -hmm. but it it applies to me. And I tell my son is all the time, you know, feel the fear, but do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about a lot of things. Um, and since we're talking about business, that's my approach to business. Um, I have my oldest son. He's 17. He'll be graduating high school in 22, which is next year. Uh, So it's a lot of new things happening in his life. You know, he's learning how to drive. You know, uh, he's going to take my my car. I'm I'm going to give him my car. So. Uh, it's a lot of little transitions going on in his life. You know, he's getting you know letters and stuff from college, and a lot of times, when, even during the time that I was teaching him how to drive, and we would drive through the t- through town, I used that time to really talk about life. Because even uh, when we first got started, uh, pr- you know, learning how to drive, and we would you know, you know, we'd do something new like get on the interstate. I could tell he get nervous. But one thing I was telling him, is, I say life, you're going to have various stages where, when it's your first time, you're going to be nervous, but you still got to do it, right. you know, it's all about, you know, it's, it's its part of becoming a man. And so that's the way I approach, you know, when I, when I started my business, yeah, I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, some of those things that come to my mind, how I'm going to be able to consistently pay bills. You know, I need new clients coming in all the time. I don't know what you know who these people are, but they gotta keep coming. So these things will come through my mind, but I say, you know what? Uh you know, if I want to build something, I have to go ahead and do it and step into it. So I would say, even though you may be a little nervous, a little scared to step into it, go ahead and do it. And you know, just like you said, the universe will find itself to, you know. We reward you for that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I, I saw you know it's something that uh, a friend of ours, uh, Raphael Barlow, he he put a quote by Miles Monroe. It says something about the universe will reward you for being you, you know. And so I believe that when you step out into who you are, because you do have a a particular set of skills, and there there must be a purpose for those skills. And if you act out on that, you know, you would be rewarded for, you know, being who you are. So.
0: All right. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one. A yes, lot. All right. So um, <sighs> thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And man,
1: I, I enjoyed this, man. I did, too. So look, look as, far, as far as being, you know, being scared to do it anyway, this is part of. I had to do that just to be on here now, because <laughs> you know I don't. This is this is the first time I've done something like this uniquely, you know. So I just want to throw that in there. So I appreciate it, man. Really do.
0: Well, and here's the thing: this is going to get you, you know, because I'm a, you know, this is for y'all listening. It's going to be behind the curtains look, but it also kind of tells how you use podcast to market. So, you know, the podcast, the link for the podcast and stuff is going to be up on my website. Uh, we're going to be posting. I'm probably going to take the audio piece of this and break it down and make it a way for him and post it on Facebook and stuff. Um, but the link's going to be in the show notes and it's going to expose more people to what you do. And the thing is, if somebody is sitting there watching and like, man, I like the way Les thinks, I got a project I need to hire him on. They're going to get a full sample of who you are and what your perspective on designing stuff is. Mm-hmm. And right. now you've answered all the questions You don't have to answer any more questions Now you can just get to work Now you don't, they don't have to ask around about you Because they know who you are So this is an important it. piece yes. of that content strategy And so we're going to share this far and wide um, I appreciate your time um, There's a couple of things I want to touch base on But we're going to do that all, all, all. The world don't need to see all that stuff Right, right, right <laughs> So, uh, I um, <laughs> But I appreciate you for coming on um, Less is more productions Make sure you check them out The link is in the show notes um, This is Brian Sells Words Signing off uh, I will be back at you With another episode I think I have a couple in the chamber That are more Focused on uh, Specific elements Of marketing And so uh, I'll be cutting those And be posting those But um, If you want to get in contact With me The email's sell Bsellwords At gmail.com if You want to get in contact With less You're going to see his stuff In the show notes So that You can click Click right on it. Yes. Sir. Um, so um, that's all I got. I'll holler at y'all later. Thanks for tuning in. Brian sells words. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Talk to y'all later. And Peace.